Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today. Hey, 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 it's Faye OJ, and you're tuned into a bonus episode of The Motion. If you're new to The Motion, this is a podcast where we get conversation moving in the best way possible. And that's for a twist of an academic style debate. From music to culture to politics to fashion, this podcast is guaranteed to get your emotions in motion. And that is not changing today. What is changing, however, is the fact that I will not be hosting today's episode. In the lead up to season three, we've given the show away to some really exciting guest hosts. The format remains the same. They will be joined by guests with conflicting opinions who enter into an intellectual tug of war to sway the guest host's vote to their side of the motion. You might also catch a preview of some features we're rolling out in season three, such as timed closing statements. They chose their topics, they chose their guests. I am literally here, like you, to sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Welcome to The Motion, hosted by Nonny, an essayist, polyglot, culture enthusiast, and not to gas her, but arguably the smartest person I know. Hey guys, I tried to think of a cool intro to do, but I didn't have one like Faye OJ, but my name's Nonny, and I'm going to be hosting The Motion for today. The topic that we have at hand is whether we think that gospel music should be a genre. There's lots of back and forth. I haven't really made up my mind. I'm excited to see what our guests have to say. We have two people that are very interested in culture, interested in music. It's also two people whose music tastes I really respect, which was one of the key criteria for even starting this kind of conversation. So I think I'll just hand it over to them. My name is Oyen. I am a youth worker and a Christian DJ. I'll just end at Christian DJ because I don't want to you know, where's my points? Uh, what's going on, guys? Um, I'm JJ. I'm a trustee for a charity, Our God Given Mission. I'm also one of the writers for the charity, politics, philosophy and economics graduate. And I also work in marketing for a one of Britain's largest uh, media companies. I want to say which one, just in case I say something that upsets someone. <laughs> There's probably going to be a lot of names of artists that maybe you haven't heard of. Definitely people that you should look into. I'm going to plug Oyen because she makes really sick playlists. So look into her playlists. The first thing we'll do, I'll give you a bit of time just to do your opening statement, why you believe we should vote your side of the argument, what are the grand ideas? Oyen, over to you. The reason why people don't want Christian music to be a genre is because Christian artists don't make money. Christians are sometimes broke. And I feel like that embodies a lot of the argument. And that's my opening statement and I'm done. To make gospel a genre in and of itself, it's very reductive. It's forcing things into boxes that do not necessarily always fit into those boxes. And I don't think it benefits anyone. I don't think it benefits artists, listeners or the general industry. So we have some bold claims. On one side, we're saying that the only reason why we're having this conversation is because Christian artists are broke. I might have some things to dispute about that. Like, there are some Christian artists that are making money, but we'll get into that. And then we have the fact that it's boxing artists in. It's not good for anyone. I don't know if it's not good for anyone. So, yeah, let's just get into it. Oyen, I think I'd firstly want you to expand a bit on this 
Christian artists are broke because there are certain Christian artists who are making a lot of money. I've seen Kirk Franklin's house on Instagram. He's doing well for himself. I don't know if there are people as rich in the UK, but definitely even in Africa, there are some artists that are doing very, very well off of Christian music. So I'd like you to go into that a bit more. Why do you think that's the reason why we're even having this conversation? For those who don't know, Miley Music was a gospel artist who, well, Christian artist, who then actively said that he's no longer making anointed music, but he's going to go into the secular world. And, and he used those words. And, you know, he spoke about there being a ceiling in the, in that industry, in the industry for being a Christian artist where your music is about faith. If you use a UK example, a lot of UK artists really do find it hard to navigate being a Christian artist and making money in, in that industry and then be like, I'm not being recognised. People aren't really seeing that I'm talented or my I'm a really good producer, I'm a really good singer-songwriter, I'm a really good rapper, and actually I'm going to show that skill in another genre. And like you said, even like with American artists, I think, once again, if you're an elitist artist in the Christian world, you'll get a BET award, you'll be on Super Soul Sunday. But if you're not recognised in those, in those areas then you're not really recognised. It's a human thing to want to be recognised, right? If you're good at your work, you want to be recognised. The one thing about making Christian music that points people to Christ is that your recognition isn't about you. So if you have five people that listen to your music, then, you know, biblically and, I guess, scripturally, those five people are enough. Unless you are certain gospel artists, I saw the streams when they came out. Still Shady's numbers aren't the same as Hardy Caprio, and they want started in the same place. Still Shady stayed um, Christian and, well, there were boys. I don't know if Hardcraft was ever making um, gospel music, Christian music. <laughs> so don't even pull me up on that. But Still Shady's doing amazingly well in the UK scene. However, I shine a light on those numbers. They're nothing like Hardy's. And so I think people should be more honest about their intentions, about why we're so caught up on whether we should or shouldn't, but we should. That's actually a solid point. I like the way you flipped that at the end. Um, shout out Hardy Caprio. JJ, moving on to you. One of your key points was on this idea of it doesn't benefit anyone. Let's take Oyen. Oyen does these No Secular Wednesdays. And if I wanted to listen to just Christian music or music that was just singing about Jesus, if we don't have a genre, how, how am I going to do that? as with any other topic. Like, if I wanted to listen to music that was about love, well, actually, you might type love songs, but really, it's not a specific genre that love is defined to. Jazz is not about a topic. Hip-hop is not about a topic. None of these actual genres of music are about a topic. You can have a hip-hop instrumental, you can have a jazz instrumental, you can have a, a pop instrumental. What does a gospel instrumental sound like? In saying that, it's helpful in that you, it helps you identify songs that have the, the topic of... Christianity or faith or something along those lines. There are also a lot of songs that are not classified as gospel music that reference the same thing. And in that sense, it is detrimental to those artists because people would never find their songs that way. For a lot of people, it's not as monolithic as, well, this song is about Jesus and this song's not. For a lot of people, it's I'm talking about my life and my experiences and Jesus plays a role in that. But my music is not specifically about... What if, what if my songs are about a difficulty I'm having with my faith? And it doesn't necessarily glorify Christianity but it's about Christianity is that gospel but wouldn't you argue that the issue there is that maybe people making quote-unquote Christian music or gospel music they feel as though if it's not like in the chorus like yeah Jesus is my savior then you know there's an issue but if you're actually just talking about life like in the same way if you go to the Psalms or even Songs of Solomon like sometimes they're actually just talking about life and it doesn't mean that it's not still glorifying God or it's not still about God. If that's not the case and it's just about life then what is the point of the genre? My question becomes where do you draw the line? 
there are plenty of artists who are not and would not refer to refer to themselves as gospel artists. The list is endless. Like the Beatles have songs about praying, but are we going to say that that's gospel now? And if not, why? Why not? What decides it? You're thinking it's more of an issue in the way that people are drawing a line. You think that the line might be a bit arbitrary? Yeah, I don't think there's anywhere you can realistically put the line that would differentiate the things on either side of the line. Okay, and Owen, I want to get back to you because I think you've already said that if they're making Christian music and it's for God, like they shouldn't really care about numbers. But surely they should care about getting reach to people who don't necessarily listen to their music. Like they could be someone's in into understanding Christ or having like some sort of relationship with God. Peter Cottontail, for example, or even like I Love This Worship, their soul hymns, right? Like they even said, okay, I was about to say, and I quote, but this isn't actually a quote because I don't know exactly how they phrased it, yeah? But they said that their references, their musical references for that album were Daniel Caesar, were like a lot of the new neo-soul kind of artists, right? And when you listen to it, you can tell that those are their influences. But at the same time, they're not going to be put on a neo-soul playlist. They're not going to be put on like next-gen R&B and all of that, that kind of stuff because they're Christian. Do you think that that is a problem with us having this as a genre? We use Kanye West and Justin Bieber. There are two people that are Christians who I think don't make Christian music. Kanye West wanted to make Christian music and then you type in Spotify Kanye West and Sunday Service doesn't come up. He has made that another thing and that's under Christian music. And actually I do agree with JJ in terms of you can be a human being and Kanye West said it, he was like, I make music about the seasons that I'm in. So it's like, if you listen to College Dropout, you'll get College Dropout Kanye. But then it's very interesting that he made Sunday Service music but didn't put that under the title of Kanye West. He made that separate. There is a part of separation that Christians have to go through. Even when you use the word gospel and Christian, I don't say gospel because Christian artists might not have a song about Jesus Christ. They might be talking about mental health. They might be talking about, girl, get yourself a guy that's onto you, that loves you and that respects you. So for me, I say the narrative of Christian music because you're a Christian who's producing non-explicit, good, holy music. And I think those things, once again, are important. JD made a very good point about hip-hop is just hip-hop and things like that. And I thought, that's true, but I like reggaeton. And if I go on reggaeton and I go in a reggaeton folder on Spotify, there are bare songs in there. And I don't have any clue what they're saying because I do not speak that language. But they are coupled under one thing by something that's actually got nothing to do with music. It's about language. And I think that's what Christianity is about, your faith. Justin Bieber got baptised and then he was on that song with Drake and DJ Khaled. And everything in that music video was nothing about Jesus Christ. But once again, he doesn't call himself a Christian artist. So there's no muddy waters. It's very clear. Someone wants to listen to music about Jesus Christ because they're new in their faith. I'm not going to direct Justin Bieber on his music front. But I could give you a documentary that he's spoken about his faith and his anxiety and things like that. I think that music needs to be able to direct people in certain places. There were some things that Oyen was saying, JJ looked like he wanted to react still. Don't worry, JJ, your time will come. <laughs> but Oyen, you touched on a good point, right, about artists who they do not brand themselves as Christian artists or gospel artists, but they are Christian, yeah? And where do they fit in with the line? Like, are they just getting the best of both worlds? Because, you know, Chance the Rapper, who arguably, post-colouring book, his music is more aligned with Christian values, but he never said he was a Christian artist. So if he, like start swearing on a song or something, no one's going to come for him because he didn't put that label on himself, right? So is it a bigger deal for a gospel artist to make a non-gospel song than it is for a non-gospel artist to make a gospel song? And 
if it is a bigger deal, isn't that a bit hypocritical of us? I think it's literally the exact same. To the point where, like, when Tasha Cobbs had Nicki Minaj on oh, her don't, album... Don't even talk to me about that song. Like, I don't dislike that song because Nicki Minaj is on it. I dislike that song because it's trash, just, like... So the song called, it's like, all right, in the beginning, then Nicki Minaj jumps in it. Obviously, as a Christian, I'll speak for myself, we don't want to be judgmental. We don't want to be hypocritical. But labels exist. Like, artists get rewarded on their genres, and they might interlink, but you get your award based on the genre that you're in. I don't believe that artists have to stay in one genre. I personally love when Drake switches up into Patois, but then wants to do an Afrobeat song, then wants to do a bit of drill. Let him do his thing. If Tasha Cobb starts rapping with City Girls, bruv, I'm going to be mad rattled. I'm going to be like, what is going on? And same way City Girls now comes and starts professing Jesus Christ, I'm going to be like, okay. And in the Bible, it says test everything. So yes, I'm not saying that we we uh, put Christian artists on a pedestal. I'm not saying that because when Drake wants to do anything that's not rap, everyone be like, oh, he's like appropriating culture. He's because, do you know what I mean? Like, everyone gets it. Okay, we're going to go into opening the floor. I think everyone's raised some like really, really good points. JJ, I feel like there are some things that you wanted to pick from Oyen, Oyen, vice versa. When we do that, though, I would actually like to get both of your thoughts on what actually would classify Christian music in your eyes. Oyen, I think you touched on it a bit about the artist, but I'd like to hear if you think that there's a definition, what do you think it could be? I don't have an answer for you because I have the exact same question myself. The example I'm going to use is Alicia Keys' No One. Alicia Keys' No One, lyrically, could bang on be a gospel song. If I decided to sing that song about my relationship with God, there is not a lyric in there that would be out of place. And I checked it before we uh, did this, so I'm 100% sure. Literally just singing the lyrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could be close, we can stay forever, all of that. In fact, I've seen gospel choirs sing it. And so for me, it's like, who decides that this is gospel or not. It's so nuanced. It's such a, a moving scale that, like, depending on me, depending on my circumstances, depending on what those lyrics mean to me, that can be a gospel song and it cannot. Stormzy's Gang Signs and Prayer. The whole selling point of that album was it lay right on that intersection between what many would consider negative and a lifestyle that is not necessarily to be praised and also a relationship with God and a vulnerability and, and an openness that you would expect from gospel music. Now, for a lot of people, that intersection is life. That is literally a representation of the lives that a lot of us live. People say that drill music is inherently violent. If I rapped a gospel song on a drill beat, would that be drill or gospel or both? Because if drill is inherently violent and I'm rapping about Christ, that can't be drill. Gospel is the sharing of the good news, by definition at least. That can happen anywhere, anyhow, in any song. I don't think you can have sort of just an arbitrary category as gospel because every gospel song is still going to be something else. It's still going to be hip-hop. It's still going to be jazz. Christian music, to answer that original question, I think, first of all, when we talk about anything to do with faith, we can't take faith out of it. I used to, like, listen to bare bashment when I was at uni. Like, I would wake up and listen to Bicycle. Cool. That was something that I thoroughly enjoyed. It was a very good song. I think it's a classic. And I'm going to play it on my wedding day. However, I then was like, okay, Oyen, I cannot wake up. And the first, first thing I think about is a Vibes Cartel lyric. So I'm going to actively listen to Christian music. And once again, these tiny inferences are really important to why Christian music needs to be in a genre. Because those tiny things change people's lives. When I put a song in the playlist, I go on the artist's Instagram. Because when I put that in the playlist, I want whoever's going to listen to that Christian music be able to follow that person and be edified in their Christian walk. I'm glad that someone can see Stormzy, Blinded by Your Grace. What's the song straight after that? 
21 Gun Salute. I'm not going to put Stormzy's thing in there. Not that I don't want to listen to Stormzy's album. That album is an amazing album, so please go and listen to it. But if you're in a certain season in your life, I don't want you to listen to that if that's not what you want to do. If we talk about Christian music without putting God into it, I can 100% agree with JJ. But the reason why I do what I do, which is, you know, push Christian music out there, is because a Christian lifestyle needs to look different in certain aspects. And Christian music does a really good job of helping people do that. If you had to define it, what is Christian music? Christian music is music made by Christians by the discernment of your spirit. I think this would be a good point to weigh in because even as I was sort of thinking about this debate, even the terms gospel and Christian, I started to get myself a bit confused because Christian seems to be like a kind of overarching term and then gospel like often is a subsection within that. So the Grammys, for example, they have like a gospel category, then they have a contemporary Christian category, and then they have, like, roots gospel as well. And gospel seems to be a bit more closely related to, like, R&B, soul. You're more likely to get, like, the choirs and stuff. Whereas if you just had, like, I don't know, a techno song that was with Christian lyrics or whatever, then that might go into Christian. So I feel like it's also important for the listener for us to just kind of... We, we are sort of using the terms interchangeably, but just in case anyone wanted to do further research. This point about intention is also really, really, really key. And JJ, your question, you were kind of like, what is a gospel instrumental? Like, what would that sound like? I was actually having this conversation with um, someone recently. Well, the person was actually Faye OJ. And I was talking about how I think it is possible to have a worship instrumental if the intention behind the song was worship like if when the person composed the song they were in worship then I think it's worship and if when I listen to the song I'm in worship then at that point it's worship because it's not me that defines it it's the interaction between myself and God low-key I think that throws a spanner in the works for both because for example when I listen to Florence and the Machines you've got the love that song is a worship song to me like point blank period no questions about it but obviously it might not have been composed that way so what does that mean i don't really know putting it out to both of you guys noni is really just putting my whole case forward you don't have answers to your questions i don't have answers to your questions because the fact that there is no answer to this question is why gospel cannot be seen in that way literally what you said like you stole part of my argument out of my mouth who is to say whether or not the song is gospel? Like, if, if, we're, if we're talking intention, it's not a gospel song. If you go into my car and we're like, JJ, play me a Christian song. You have not narrowed it down at all. I know nothing about your music taste from that statement. So we're not talking genres because I would still have to be like, okay, what kind of music do you like? I like hip hop. Okay, yeah, here's a few Christian hip hop art artists for you. So your question about if somebody sang a song that somebody else had sung, but sung it with a different intention. I feel like we have cases where that happens and it changes the genre of a song. Like if someone sings a song and then somebody else sings it as an acoustic version or somebody else rearranges it slightly or someone else does something to the exact same song. That changes then... the style of the song. Like, because we've established that genres are, genres are down to things such as the style. So if you change that factor, you have changed the genre. Like, whereas if... I write Alicia Keys' No One, sing it exactly how it's written, and then you get the song and sing the exact same song, but for you, your intention is worship, and the song has not changed, then how have we changed the genre? The song hasn't changed for you. So I mean, it's like, oh, I, I like listen to this drill song, and it's about murdering, but like when I think about it, it's about love. And I'm like, okay, that's fine, but at the end of the day, they're talking about murder. Do you know what I mean? Like, some things can't be chained. And, like, I just went to, like, check the definition of genre. JJ, fine. Genre is about the musical style. 
Cool. So let's go on this then. We live in a world though, where at the end of the day, we don't even go by the titles of things. So once again, like Governor B, I know for a fact, Governor B would love to be on the radio. Christian artist songs can be on the radio. And it's got nothing to do with the genre. It's got to do with the lyrical content. There are a few other like miscellaneous genres, which aren't genres, where you're not gonna hear that on the radio. You know, like conscious rappers, I guess, like they might feel that way. There is no reason why m &EK sang on that song on Blinded By Your Grace. Like there was no other black UK singer who's a Christian could have sang on that song. No one else did. And I just think that like that's, important because you said that like you know we put things in a box it's like sometimes christians you're not putting in a box it's society like it's the way that things are done jj to oyen's point yeah chance was able to make coloring book because at that point he was one of the biggest independent artists like globally like he could essentially make the kind of album that he wanted yeah for other people who maybe you're making coloring book style music but that's your debut album or that's your first EP. So you're not going to get into certain rooms just based on the fact that you're making Christian music and they don't think that it's going to sell, yeah? So do you think that there's a need to create spaces where it's like, okay, we're actually just going to talk about this kind of music so that the conversation is already under the umbrella of Christian? So if you're trying to do hip-hop, if you're trying to do um, rock, if you're trying to do pop, that's all good because it's under the umbrella of Christian music and you're not necessarily going to get, like, access to a mainstream pop station or a mainstream um, hip-hop station. I would just have to ask to clarify then, who, who, who are we doing this for? Because if we're saying that certain artists, they, re like, they get successful and then they can do whatever they like, but if you're not that successful, we need to create a bubble for you to be successful in. Who is this benefiting? We know they don't like you out there, but in here, here's your little space. Like, I'm still not sure what the purpose of that is. We still won't play your songs on the radio, but in this little bubble over here, in this Spotify playlist, like, you're cool. And if we want to do that, that's fine, but I just don't think it should be called a genre. That's not a whole genre of music. Like I said, you can do that with everything. You can do that with songs about love. You can do that with songs about violence. You can do that with songs about perseverance. Like, there's always a topic you can group songs by. That topic should not be used interchangeably with the term genre. Us in this call, you could be like, oh, I'd put that in um, Rap Caviar. They won't go in Rap Caviar, but it's rap to take away my point, it's not even about numbers because little Atlanta rappers that no one knows about are on Rap Caviar. I've never heard of you in my life, mate, and you're on Rap Caviar. So it's not even about how big you are, the numbers. It's actually the content of the music gives Christians a genre by default. Is the fact that you then create a genre, are you just making the vicious cycle worse? Oh, you're not going to be on Trap Soul because you're making Christian music. So here's this other playlist, but then that means that no energy is spent actually trying to get Christian artists onto the Trapsoul playlist. I spoke to a gospel artist before. She was like, oh, I don't use the word secular. She was like, if we lived in the heavenly places, let's say, we would just be making music. And it would then really, like, go to a Jada saying that I'd be making music and that music would glorify God. But we live in a world where not all music glorifies God. So I am in a different section, but... I don't want to be, but I don't think she even puts herself in that section. I think she makes a song, it has Jesus on it, and someone's putting... Maybe it's me. Then I put in a playlist that's um, Christian. When artists do run away from that, I'm like, why would you run away from that when actually there isn't a space for you, even if you wanted to be in there? I think you've both made some very interesting points. What I'd want to throw out to you, because we've discussed a lot of the flaws that are in the current system, this is more of a philosophical question, Knowing that we have Christian music and we have music that doesn't necessarily glorify God, what do you think God's ideal system would be as well? I think it would just be music based on experience. Christians always say, you might be the only Jesus someone meets today. 
I think the same applies to the music. It's like you listen to the music and it's just like, oh, from that music, I can tell that this person has a relationship with God. And they might just be rapping about their week and they might mention that they did communion on Thursday and went to church on Sunday. But that sounds like a bar. On, on Friday, they were, um, they were at the motive doing the two-step with Ray. And it's like, all I've got from that is that you sound like a lot of the Christians that I know. You have the calling and you have that relationship, but it's not all that all the time. And a lot of gospel songs would make you feel like it's all that all the time. Allowing for less rigid categories that allowed people to flow more uh, smoothly in and out of those would allow for a lot more honesty because Kirk Franklin wouldn't have to be Kirk Franklin all the time. He could just be Kirk sometimes and tell us what it's like to just be him. I think a system where gospel artists are just rappers but they're rappers in whom you can see Christ is a much better system than I play my song for my friends and it's like, hey, bro, that's not a gospel song. You're a gospel rapper. What are you doing? I don't know what God would want, but I think in like, I, I agree with JJ that music would glorify him, but our lives should glorify God. And this conversation glorifies God. When I sit with my friends and we're chilling, that glorifies God. Like there's loads of things that are so day to day that then doesn't have to be in a song about just Jesus Christ that has to glorify God. It could just be about a good day, about a bad day, but then it became good again. I don't think it has to be so deep to like glorify God, you know? Just about Kirk Franklin, I feel like he, more than a lot of artists, has been fairly open about his flaws and where he's gone wrong and, you know, the struggles that he faced. But I would say that his positioning is often, okay, I might feel really bad or I might have done these really, really bad things, but... I'm asking you to help me, God. Like It's kind of similar to David in the Psalms. Like Even when David was moving mad, and David definitely moved mad, he still generally in the Psalms tends to have a posture of, oh, God, like I'm moving mad, I need help, sort of thing. And it's not necessarily glorifying in the mad movement, which I feel like a non-Christian or a non-God-glorifying song could do, where you're just like, you're just really reveling in the fact that you're moving mad. Do you know what I mean? Okay, guys, we've talked, we've explained, we've argued. Now I'm going to need you to round up all your points in 30 seconds. Closing arguments. Let's go. To close, I don't think that gospel should be a a genre. I understand that it is useful in finding songs, having a a way to label them uh, as Christian music. I think... Music that has a positive message should have a stamp like parental advisory that is positive message music. And then through there, you can find more wholesome songs without having to hear uh, drugs, guns and violence. But I do not think gospel should count as a genre because I don't think it provides any clarity to what exactly the style of music is, which is what a genre should do. And I do not think that artists and producers and the industry benefit from having to be pigeonholed into a genre that says nothing about them stylistically. Christian music should be a genre of music because even though it doesn't fit the the actual like English dictionary definition of what a genre is, by default, those artists through the music industry and by awards and just by how people take in music are actually grouped. And I think for the for the pure benefit of other Christians, who want to edify themselves in their walk. And I don't think that that last part should be taken out. It's really important that we understand that people make music for the kingdom and it is about Jesus Christ. And that's like a really important part. And so that might not work for the secular world, but it has to be included for the argument of Christian music. If I'm just thinking about me as a Christian music listener, then it is quite helpful. 
for there to be a different category or a different genre. If I'm thinking about a non-Christian person who could potentially be exposed to Christian music, it's probably not helpful that it's all separate and locked away. If I'm thinking about myself as a Christian artist, then for some artists, it might be good that they have their own separate space. But then for other artists, it might be bad in terms of discovery. And then also, then there's the ultimate being of God and, you know, what he wants. And I don't think we necessarily said that, oh, he would prefer this or he would prefer that. So that being said, all things taken into consideration, I think... I'm going to have to say that it shouldn't be a genre with the caveat of, I think the way that music is going, especially with like algorithms, recommendations, not being as reliant on radio, genre isn't, it doesn't matter as much as it used to. And so I think potentially where we would go is that no genre is going to be the be all and end all. And that's probably what I would like to see for Christian music so that people can just be recommended based on this music would be my vibe. Or they could be recommended based on you listen to a lot of music that has Christian lyrics. Like, I feel like they both could go into algorithms and the music could still get to the right people. I really enjoyed this episode. And I think listening back, I had two main, like, ideas in my head that were sort of running throughout. And one is the fact that, personally, like, I used to hate Christian music, aside from, like, worship and praise. Like, Christian music that you wouldn't sing in church. I really didn't like it because it felt very cool dad to me in the sense of a dad trying too hard to be cool like you know what's trending in the world outside of church and you try and force God into that and I think that could be a symptom of this genre it's like you try and just force God into whatever's happening in the main world and it might not be as authentic and the thought I had to the other side is the fact that genres expand so if we look at Afrobeats some years back Afrobeats was sort of just characterised by anything out of West Africa. But the lines start to blur when people move out of those regions. Maybe they've moved to London for university and they move back. And their music has more Western influences. Afro R&B, you have Afro pop. But it's not quite divorced from the sort of Afro stem. So I think on the Christian side, just because you have people who blur these lines, people like Peter Cottetel, people like Charts, does that mean that the whole genre has to be erased? So does expansion of a genre mean erasure? But back to Noni to officially end this episode. I think it might be quite interesting to talk generally about your experience with Christian music. You might have felt similar to If I With The Call That. I know JJ, like we've had conversations about Christian hip hop and just sometimes it's a bit off. I like rap music. But to find Christian rappers, I literally just have to sit and just listen to songs continuously until I find one that I like. It's like um, mining, mining for gold. Because they're not grouped by the sound, I can't... I would find it easier to go to drill and then be like, OK, well, I know I'm going to like all these songs, like, stylistically, because they're drill songs. I just got to find one with a good message. It sounds like all the other songs I was listening to, and so it doesn't come across corny. Whereas... The way I search for songs now, it's very easy for me to find them corny or find them cheesy. I'm not a hip-hop head, so, like, any, like, hip-hop, like, someone rapping bare hard on a track for Jesus, I'm like, calm, calm down. Like, it's not that deep. And Aminia and Lecrae, I don't have nothing against them as people. Do your thing. God loves you. But it's a no from me in that genre. Like, I can't. JJ, to even agree with you, like, I recently made a playlist on Spotify and it's called Christian Alternative Rap slash R&B because that's my like I like that kind of genre of music I like Givian like Drake 
And I was like, I want a late night drive playlist that I would listen to if it was secular. So I made one with gospel music. You can create, and I also think, and I, I say this to my friends all the time, that sometimes, especially when it comes to faith, like I don't listen to Christian music necessarily because I like it all the time, but I listen to it because I cannot listen to City Girls every day. Personally, I cannot. Delving more into Christian music, I have a lot more respect for people that curate playlists and stuff. And obviously this is not just like a shameless shout out to Oyen, but in general, there is actually, I think particularly for Christian music, because it's not necessarily organized in a way that easily allows you to just be like, oh, I like this song, so I'm definitely gonna like this song. As JJ said, that like, you have to kind of just go through and just be listening to bare songs, and then maybe you'll find one, and then through knowing that guy, you sometimes it's even like seeing which people hang out on Instagram, and you'll be like, oh, you hang out with this person. All right, cool, let me listen to their music still. But when you do find a gem, like you're just like, oh my gosh, like this song is me, it's a bit of me. So yeah, I mean, I feel like we, we ended in a place of camaraderie and it started off quite combative, but those are my closing thoughts. I think you all did a great job, great combo. Yeah, much love. Follow us on Instagram at TheMotion underscore, Twitter at TheMotionPod underscore. Send us an email at TheMotionPodcast at gmail.com and don't forget to stay safe and have a lovely week. We'll be back soon. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so excited. It's probably because I ain't doing this. Joking, I love it, love it, love it.